0: Hello, I'm Andrew Doyle. In a moment, it'll be time for Headliners, where I'll be taking you through Sunday's newspapers with the help of two fantastic comedians. Thank you, Polly. Hello and welcome to Headliners. Joining me tonight, I've got Jonathan Cogan and Josh Howie. How are you both? Doing great. Good week? Pretty good. Very good week. How are you? You've just been on TV for a few hours already. Yep, yeah, but that's sort of part of the course, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, how about you? You've been doing your, your diet. Are you feeling full of energy today? I'm ba- I've gone through the hump. Ah, good. And now I, can- I did a fast for 24 hours. All I don't right. know how you do I'm it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, but... I mean, you're basically uh, like Gandhi at this point. Yeah, That's exactly. how I see you. Uh, thank you. The, Holy, the shining, slim
1: light. Well, I'm not, I'm not there yet.
0: I don't think Gandhi was slimming because he was worried about his waistline. I've I honest. hear he was a narcissist. He was just doing it for looks. Uh, hear, well, yeah. well, he pulled it off. You heard it here first. Pulled it off. Anyway, let's take a look at tomorrow's front pages. And we start with the Sunday Telegraph, which has, a PM imposes tariffs to win back red wall. Some people might say he's getting a bit desperate there, feeling like he's losing voters. We shall see. And don't betray Ukraine, trust warns Macron. And also slavery must must be taught as widely as the Holocaust, says Charles. I assume that's Prince Charles. Let's move on now to the Observer. and The Observer runs with PM's plan for third term. Delusional. Lots of critics. And this is senior conservatives uh, turning on Boris Johnson now. We've also got Gre- Greta Thunberg there at Glastonbury. Uh, I don't know what song she's doing. Pump up the jam. Something like that, some old Tina Turner numbers, something I imagine so. And also Conservative donor given top role in choosing honour list. We move on next to the Sunday Mirror. And the Sunday Mirror goes with Priti Patel. Patel Priti Patel breaks law in another asylum scandal. Of course, this is following straight off uh, the European Court of Human Rights preventing her Rwanda deportation scheme. And this is about um, the High Court has now ruled that uh, housing refugees in barracks in Kent until 2026 was in fact in breach of the Equality Act. Well... Not a good day for Pretty Patel. Let's move on now to the Sunday Times, which has Charles accepted one million euros cash in suitcase from Sheikh. The money from a former Qatari prime minister went to the Prince's Foundation. So maybe not quite as uh, surreptitious as we thought. Anyway, let's move on now to the Sunday Express. Crackdown on militant unions. The attorney general says it's time to take on the left wing radicals. And also there are the strikes are apparently a kick in the teeth for struggling firms. That's according to ministers. And finally, now the Daily Star. The Daily Star has <laughs> no balls, please. And this is uh, apparently there, there must be no romps in the Wimbledon woods. Well, I didn't assume that that was allowed anyway. But there we go. Thanks to the Daily Star for bringing up that very urgent story. And those are your front covers. We have so many stories to get to, so let's crack right on. And this is starting with tomorrow's Daily Mail. Another big day, another big turning point in America. Jonathan,
1: actually, I'm going to do this one. uh, If that's okay. But uh, President Joe Biden uh, on Saturday today, uh, or yesterday, when you're watching this, he signed into law a legislation. It marks the biggest changes to federal gun law in decades, and that's really only because the effort over the last previous few decades has been so absolutely
0: pathetic so, right so i mean for your view i mean apparently this has had a lot of bipartisan support so people are sort of getting to the point even in america uh, the world of guns mm. you know the second amendment is sacrosanct to these people but they're saying now we've got to do something because there are too many school shootings yeah too many you know and,
1: and i don't really see how this is going to change anything he's joe biden saying you know uh, their message to us was just do something like the parents of people. You know, mm. today we did. It's like you did the bare minimum.
0: But I mean, yeah. he is really addressing the idea of young people in particular getting hold of guns. I mean, that, that's a major answer, well, right? Young people um,
1: and bolster background checks. Uh, and but it's just it's still not enough. The main thing should be bringing back. They had it banned the assault weapon thing. That's been used in a bunch of these murders. Mm. Uh, that has the biggest impact. It doesn't go against their law. So you think it's the
0: type of gun in play? That's been proven right. again
1: and again. So that's the thing that they desperately needed to try and bring Jonathan, do
0: you, do you have any sympathy whatsoever for the NRA and Conservatives and, and gun lobbyists in America who say, well, look, this is, our, this is our Second Amendment. This is our Constitution. We have to have these rights. So I was having quite a
2: thorough discussion about this today with a friend of mine. And I, I was basically thinking, I mean, I'm so glad that the UK doesn't have all these guns. Um, would I you know, bring their system over here? Absolutely not. But then I think, well, it is, a, it is a different world over there. There are people who, you know, they work in really kind of rural areas and they, need, and they need guns for their work, like people who work on farms. I know we have something similar here with shotguns and stuff, but
0: also, I, like, it's one of those but things that's where... That's what like they're talking about. Yeah, but it, it? It, I mean, they're, they're talking about, they're changing the law now that, so that you can carry guns without a permit, yeah. un- concealed weapons in New York. Right, of all right. places. Have yeah. you been in New York during rush hour? Uh, People are going to get shocked the whole time. Yeah. People get angry. And you it, say
1: it's a different place. Yeah, it's a place where kids are getting murdered in school yeah, for
0: every yeah, couple yeah. of months. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of place it mm. is now. And I'm sure, Jonathan, you're not defending that. No, no, no,
2: I'm not. I'm just thinking... Are you, Jonathan? All right, I've got a gun. No, I don't, I don't. Um, yeah, it's what... Basically, do I think something that's in there, uh, you know, the Second Amendment should be changed at this point? Yeah, possibly, possibly. But, I mean... Should the government be, I don't know. I don't like the government tell people we're what to do. We're not asking
0: you to solve the crisis here. That, that, what's oh, the obvious uh, answer? Uh, uh, I mean, do I think there should be more guns about... No, I don't. Do I think there should be... But it's not... ...stricter not, regulation? Yes. Is absolutely. it just a matter of guns? There are, lots, there are lots of guns in Canada. Yes. They don't shoot up schools. So, so, it, so, so, you know, there must be something else going on here. There must be something either cultural... They're American. Or yeah. Yeah. You think it's just because they're American? American, absolutely.
1: Uh, let me just have a brief uh, shout-out to the Daily Mail, who just did my favourite uh, thing. And first of all, it, uh, they talk about 17 children dying... Uh, in uh, Valley, it was 19. Oh. Maybe someone have a just little... a typo. Just a little typo there. Very unfortunate two typo children, that we have to mm, say. Yeah, forgetting about. Also, they go, it was quite... They go, uh, they talk about the grocery store in Buffalo where 10 black people were killed and an elementary and school where 17 children and two... But they don't mention the ethnicity of the children,
0: which I right. think is a real shame. OK, well, Josh, as ever, is, is often criticising the media as much as the stories that they represent. So good for you for... Being on Think their backs, it, yeah. as, as it should be. Uh, in Sunday's Observer, it looks like the ripple effects of Roe versus Wade's repeal... Are coming thick and fast, Jonathan. Yes, do you have the indeed.
2: Details? Uh, well, it's another polarizing subject here again in the states. So, companies scramble to protect abortion access for employees after court ruling. Uh, so, Disney and J.P. Morgan and Levi Strauss and Microsoft and others are offering to cover travel expenses uh, for people who want who want to get abortions but face a Republican backlash. Um, hey. So, yeah, in response to this overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, some of America's largest companies uh, have moved to protect their employees' access to abortion. Uh, Um, And they are, yeah, they're basically saying we're going to pay your expenses. But now there's a worry that this
0: is going to have a massive rift between conservatives and liberals in in corporate America. It's always difficult, though, isn't it, when a corporation takes a a stance that's basically along political lines? Because they can't assume that all of their workforce feels exactly the same way. Of course,
2: probably half people will be for and half people will be against it. And another thing is, are they just serving their corporate interests here or are they taking a moral stance? I'm a bit cynical. I think it's probably the former. Um, But... Yeah, it, it does really just seem to be taking a stance that a lot of people are going to have a problem with. Josh, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, well,
1: first of all, shout well done to Disney there for uh, backing this thing of... Because, you know, really, if they're backing the whole um, pro-choice thing, that, that, you know, that's a lot of their future customers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Really, but um, I think the real story that's going to be coming on are the, the other laws that could be rescinded on the back of, there was a lot of laws in America placed on, because of uh, the whole uh, Roe ro- hmm. uh, thing, like same-sex marriage um, and um, other other things so are I, you can't really say.
0: Are you seriously concerned that, the, that, the, that we well, have like an activist Supreme Court that might effectively try point, and reverse? The point is,
1: if this has been reversed, the other things that are based upon it could also be reversed. Well, if this one doesn't count anymore, and that was that was what was used as part of the pre-exit for pushing those laws through. So,
0: yeah, no, I've heard this concern yeah. about about mm-hmm. the you know, and I t- I completely take that point. But but to get back to the issue of the you know having to travel for the abortion, I mean, mm. people will say that actually all this is doing is restoring democracy to the states right. where it should be, so that each state can make their own Decentralised decision. decision. So, it's it. a, so it's not exactly like a, a, a blank. It's not a blanket ban on abortion. Mm-hmm. That's not happened here. No. So, but, but
1: there are certain ideas. Some people are saying that the states can still prosecute or they can look into if, if people travelled. Yes. And that, so there are these other complications about what each state will go to, the lengths it will go to, to stop
0: abortion. And on the plus side, free holiday. Yeah, free holiday. There's a bit of a cost to it. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> let's move on now. Sticking with tomorrow's Observer and sad news. Coming from Norway's capital, Josh, this is a horrible story. It is a horrible story, yes. Two people have been murdered
1: by a radical Islamist uh, with a history of mental illness, uh, illness uh, and violence. He's a 42-year-old Norwegian national of Iranian origin. Uh, he's been known to the security services, as invariably uh, these terrorists always are, since 2015. Yeah. Uh, they even spoke to him last month. And... Uh, it's it's interesting because the the consecutive shootings there, there were three locations in Oslo, including a gay bar, which I it's interesting that they mentioned that it, because it felt like they've never talked about there was remember the three men in Reading, yes, that's right, were all gay right. and they're killed in the park by an Islamist, yes, uh, sh- shouting al Akbar. and that the fact that they were gay just had, like, no press
0: whatsoever. That was interesting, wasn't it? Because in that case, it was very clearly a homophobic attack. It was Mm -hmm. because they were gay. And there was almost this sense in which the media were afraid of an Islamophobic backlash if they mentioned the point. But that's pretty disgusting.
2: It, it?
1: It is disgusting. So they mentioned it here, but what they've also mentioned about a thousand times in this article is that he has... A history of mental illness. Okay. It's like, like how many times can you fit this in rather than talking about... There are people with mental illness out there who don't go out... And murder strangers.
0: So it's almost as though it's, it's kind of excuse making. I believe you know, so. Yeah. Well, there, you know, what do we do? Jonathan, there is an issue with homophobia uh, like, among well, Islamists, of course, but generally speaking in the Islamic community, there is a problem with it. Surveys tell us again and again. And this idea that if we don't acknowledge that, hmm. you know, or that we shouldn't acknowledge that for fear of stirring up Islamophobia, right. that doesn't change the problem, and it doesn't help gay Muslims, I mean, does it, it?
2: Well, not at all. And it, it seems very strange to not mention one form of uh, hatred or phobia for the sake of another one. It, right. it, it almost seems like there's then a hierarchy of
0: who to offend well, and Well, we not had that with the grooming gang scandal, didn't we? I mean, right. the, the police pretty much admitted that they were fearful of stoking racial tension if they were to... I mean, they, they let uh, children be abused rather than foment f- uh, racial tension. And the report that came out
1: this week was just unbelievable. Um, incredible like, stuff. People,
0: some I couldn't read it.
1: You know, oh, it's just unbelievable. Someone in police station going in and reporting, just kicked out of police stations.
0: Oh, so, I mean, it comes back to this point, and, and obviously, we should say this is early days. We don't know too much about what happened here in Oslo. Uh, but we do have to accept that there's a problem. Hmm. Uh, you know, And this was on a gay pride day. It was the yeah. day of the pride parade, right? It was, you know, quite clearly uh, a homophobic attack. Oh, I think. Well, we no, don't, no. I mean, I spe- I mean well,
1: the, the Norwegian uh, Prime Minister, Jonas Garstor, he says, uh, even though we do not know that the queer community was the target, the queer community were the victims. Now, I'm very interested to see if that is a direct translation from Norwegian. Yes. He said gay community or homosexual, or and the Guardian translated it to queer.
0: Oh, well, very no, interesting. I don't even know what, that, what the queer community means. Yeah, exactly. you know, that I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, to hopefully something a bit cheerier. So the Sunday Telegraph next and... Uh we are sick of the endless <laughs> scrutiny of our leaders, are we, Jonathan? Uh,
2: apparently so. Well, Boris Johnson seems to think so. So he's sick of people scrutinising him. <laughs> yeah, isn't that convenient? That's I, what you think uh, it is, but no.
1: I
0: thought he was an attention seeker. I thought he'd love that.
1: No, he's, he's, he thinks everybody else is sick of it. Sorry, mate. All right, go on, go on, on Johnson. He likes the good
2: stuff being scrutinised. Yeah. OK, so Boris Johnson. Endless scrutiny of my character is driving people nuts. Mm.
0: This but, is an interesting <laughs> tactic. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Stop looking at the bad stuff I've done. Anyway, well, so the Prime Minister says voters are fed up of hearing about how he stuffed up, uh, and urges Tory MPs to concentrate on debating policies and plans. Okay, Is that just somebody who is trying to get away from scrutiny? Or, I mean... It's too too obvious, isn't it?
0: (laughs) It's such a bad ploy. I mean, it's not difficult to see through it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree. But at the same time, sometimes you are sick of hearing about the, like, the messy politics side of politics, and you want to hear
0: the actual discussions, and you you get so bogged down in, like, the goss, so to speak... But, I mean, I guess a lot of people did get sick of the party gate thing. A lot yeah. of people were sort of saying, well, look, lots of people were breaking the rules. Do we have to keep going on about it? It was just a cake.
1: Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing is, I mean, I, I remember listening to interviews on the day after. I mean, this week, the Tories have le- lost uh, two by-elections. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, on the same day, and uh, listening to interviews afterwards, and of course this isn't, necessarily say, 100% representative, but everybody that was interviewed were conservatives who were saying, I'm just sick of Johnson, mm. and they wanted to go. Uh, so when he says, you know, I think people are actually uh people were uh fed up of hearing about things i stuffed up or allegedly stuffed up it's like no mate they're fed up of you <laughs> and not any that it's people, it's
0: people yes. on his own side it's a conservative yeah. that, you know are going for him so but he's not i mean i was talking on the the mark dolan show earlier to a celebrity psychologist who says that johnson just isn't he doesn't have the capacity to step down or to acknowledge that he is at fault this is not in his nature well he's like well, corbyn in that way well, there we that's go. a narcissist. But that, doesn't it help being a narcissist to become the leader? Well, I, that's what it is. Maybe you have to too. be a narcissist to want to be leader.
2: I, th- I think it certainly helps. So talking of psychology, so asked by the BBC whether he would change in the wake of the losses, he said, if you're saying you want me to undergo <laughs> some sort of psychological transformation, I think that our listeners will know that that is not going to happen
1: <laughs> like not being a massive liar yeah there we go That's one. he's just he's dropping these quotes all over the place uh it's like they want to hear about stuff we're going to develop because of brexit we're doing a huge amount of stuff you know like what it's not stopping the suppose the economy is now five percent behind what it would be if we hadn't left but there's also this one where he says if we're gonna if we're gonna have an argument about politics let's have an argument about for, in, for instance how the railways run they don't run, mate, <laughs> on your watch. And he also says here, you know, they want, we want to hear about the plans. And to be fair, it's not like Labour's coming up with some great plans. Keir Starmer's not coming out with all these brilliant alternatives. Yeah. But this thing here is brilliant, where he says, you know, they, what's the plan to help my kids own a home? True. What's the plan to take the country forward? What's the plan to take advantage of Brexit? And you're like, what? Mate, It's six years. You don't have a plan. I'm I'm really enjoying the
0: sort of the the stream of consciousness, you know, just 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 (laughs) spitting out various phrases. He's
1: throwing it out, but it's
0: worked for him in the past. It has. Interesting technique. Anyway, talking of scrutiny, we've got the Times next and what Boris is doing to build (laughs) to build back better in the garden. Yeah, and Josh. I
1: just want to say that, um, before I get tweets about, like, how I'm Boris bashing and whatever, this is, he's doing it to himself, okay? I'm just commenting on the newspapers, alright? Exactly. Yes. Scrutinizing. So, yes, but yeah. as Boris
0: Johnson says people are sick of commentators on TV pointing out when he says stupid things. Yeah,
1: exactly. And here's another thing. It <laughs> turns out that, uh, Boris, uh, uh, they wanted to, uh, build a treehouse at, uh, Chequers for their son Wilf for, and it was going to cost 150,000 pounds. And guess who they were looking to get the money? Mr. Lord Brownlow of the old uh, wallpaper fame. And they were going, I mean, who is this Lord Brown? Because I want to be friends with Lord Brown.
0: Why are you spending £150,000 on a child's present? Because he's a baller, that's why. No, that (laughs) is outrageous. This this child child is bound to be spoiled, Okay, Because, you know, I get that. And all the children of rich parents are a bit spoiled. Well, whilst whilst they're still together, yes, he's going to be spoiled. £150,000 on a gift, that's ridiculous. I feel like
2: uh, £150,000 treehouses once you split up. But but
1: they're saying that it's also going to be like hot... These treehouses can have hot tubs, yoga studios... Studios. How old is this child? <laughs> well, exactly. A couple of years <laughs> old. <you> <laughs> and also, supposedly, you can, it talks about here, you can add a basket and a pulley on the deck nice. so you can raise them and put in champagne. And you're just thinking, yeah, well, Wilf is particularly partial to fair enough. Gone. A maid quarters. I, be,
0: I bet he is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but so, so they're not doing it because of the security risks, right? That's, so, so, that's,
1: as so, it turns out, at the end of the day, it wasn't because people might go, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and houses cost more than this in some parts of the country. Exactly. It's because they were, they, even though they were going to put in like um, bulletproof glass, yes. you know, for visiting Americans, um, <laughs> it, it just turns out it was still like viewable from the road. Yeah, you and- could
0: see the treehouse from from the road, uh, and that's dangerous, obviously. Right. So, so it is, you know, they don't want to make the child a target. But to, also, it's, it's bad for a child to buy them expensive gifts. Did you ever have expensive gifts growing up? Uh, I was given a Nintendo 64 once. Well, then you're, you're spoiled as well. You're, you're as bad yeah. as Wolf. To. clearly
1: i, I was I, I was pretty spoiled. you were yeah. you were actually
0: pretty spoiled as well sorry yeah. i got an orange for christmas half a oh. toblerone if i'm lucky wow. and that's still the case well wow. coming up North. should nhs workers get a pay rise which toilets should transgender people use and the clergy getting involved in protecting children from pornography you won't want to miss that see you in two minutes Welcome back to Headliners with me, Andrew Doyle, and I'm delighted to be joined tonight by Jonathan Cogan and Josh Howey. So we're going to crack on with the independent and Britain looks to be abandoning its principles to secure trade deals. Is this the case? It's, Jonathan, what's going on?
2: It seems to be. So, uh, UK quietly drops human rights and rule of law from list of goals in Gulf trade deal. Um, so the government has dropped human rights and the rule of law from its list of objectives in negotiating a trade deal with Gulf states. Um, so the two items were included in the consultation on what the trade deal should achieve, which was published in October, but they did not make it into the final list published this week. And, uh, so, so
0: effectively, these are nations like Saudi Arabia, Qatar, yes. places where they're not particularly progressive. Not not, you know, not human, like human rights aren't the priority. Let's definitely yeah. put it diplomatically. Yes. Yeah. So
2: I mean, it's one of those questions: Is it important that we just strike a deal now
0: to help the economy, or are these places where, until they kind of sort their human rights issues out, we shouldn't be trading with them? Is okay. it the case, Josh, that we are just we have to accept that we depend upon these countries for trade for all sorts of reasons, and actually we're not going to impose our values on them because they don't want them?
1: No. Uh, that's no. That is the case exactly. But the government is have we so, tried tweeting them.
0: That could work. Have we, yeah. have we tried tweeting them? Tweeting them or setting up oh, yeah, an yeah, online yeah. petition. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That'll, that'll bring down yeah. the Saudi the uh, royal the family. Problem,
1: the, the UK government at the moment is so desperate for these deals yeah. because they think that that's going to somehow get us out of this economic quagmire that yes. we find ourselves from, uh, from Brexit. Um, now, the interesting thing is right near the end of the article is that it just says that actually, even with all the UK... Uh, free trade deals and all of that, Uh, Brexit losses are going to be 178 times larger anyway. So even if we get all these brilliant future trade deals... Um, free trader, that it's not going to make a difference. And actually, there's someone here, there was a public accounts committee this year that said they're not even sure if any of these FTAs are going to bring any actual economic benefit. Well, I
0: knew you'd bring it around to Brexit, well, Josh. I'm... But ultimately, we're not going to know whether we benefited or not, economically speaking, for another 30, 40 years when we can look back with hindsight and say, oh. Hopefully, we'll still be here. So I can tell you I told a you. Yes, GB news. Right. Uh, you know, but what do we do about that? I mean, like the, in Saudi Arabia, for instance, so yes. the crown prince mm. is considered very progressive, actually. You know, he's the women area. can drive. Now, I think they still have to get permission to travel from their husbands or something like that. But, you know, yes. it's baby steps, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, they, they don't
1: they, drive well. They, so of they're course, but whoa, whoa. They're, well, they're <laughs> out of practice, <laughs> yes, to, to, absurd, to be yeah. fair.
0: Um, but, you know, but, but, you know, do we appease uh, these people for the sake of our own economic privilege? Or do we, you know, do we make, do more than ever? I mean, Qatar, for instance. Hmm. Couldn't we do a little bit more? Uh, about Qatar's terrible human rights abuses and anti-gay rights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. problems. Given that we now have this platform there of a, a World Cup, I mean, how would you do it there?
2: How would you get away with it? Would you just sort of have some kind of like miniature protest when you were there uh, during the matches? Yeah, yeah,
1: Maybe. Good, good luck with that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> how's that going to go down? <laughs> cool. I think all of the football players there should kiss each other on <laughs> on the uh, on the can well, pl- even on, Eve and on have the a pitch, kiss. Top, yeah. topless. Yeah, yeah, I think they should do it. Okay, I think right. they should dance YMCA should at start, every yeah. interval. Is it called an interval?
2: Uh, Half time. Half time. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's so, it. Well, look, that's the-
1: you know, if that happens, I will actually watch football.
0: It would make it more <laughs> just interesting, just wouldn't to it? See that? Yeah. I mean, it's already quite homoerotic. It really is. is it? Tackles. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, maybe that's just my view that's on it. Okay, OK, let's move on quickly before it gets too dirty. The Observer next, and experts say those NHS workers should be paid more. Josh, Yes,
1: they should be more, but what they're saying is 4%. Uh, this is from independent experts... Uh, the pay review body recommendations come in at four percent. The government wanted about three percent.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: obviously, the the NHS uh, they want it to be more like nine percent. Well, you know, cost of living crisis, yes, inflation,
0: of th- and you know, we can't knock the NHS. These people work hard, really hard, at, 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 in terrible circumstances. But there is really good
1: news here because it turns out to put to for, to increase one percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Of their wages is going to cost the NHS England uh, seven hundred million a year. Okay, right? but because we got three hundred fifty million a week to spend on the NHS back from Brexit, yes, it's only going to take a couple of months
0: to make that up. So you've done the maths. I've done the maths. It works. Actually, out.
1: I don't see what the problem is. I mean, unless that whole three hundred fifty million a week thing was a lie. Otherwise, it's all good. Josh, I suspect your
0: agenda is really <laughs> coming back to the fore here. Are you pro or against I, also, I went, yeah. I marched twice.
1: You know what it is? Is okay, I'm not
0: going to go No, on a let's bad not break. do that.
1: Let's not go on a bad Brexit. But yes, I, it.
0: Of course, this is going to be the
1: same with all the different things, except, of course,
0: the NHS. The idea that we can't fund the NHS properly simply because we're out of of the European Union is nonsense. No. We could do.
1: Okay, And there would be be ways to do so. It's a huge amount of money it would take to go back up to... And already, because of Covid, of course, which is uh, some other people's favourite subjects, uh, we're already £2 below what we need to just catch up, basically. So there's Jonathan, a lot you of Jonathan, m- you,
0: must, you must have sympathy with the NHS workers. I mean, they are underpaid and overworked, mm-hmm.
2: and it's tough. Absolutely. I mean, that is... It's been like that for a long time, though, and especially with the last two years they've had. Yeah. Should you... What do we do? Print more money?
0: Or do we just... Well, they have been. Quantitative easing. Yeah, that's what they've been printing,
1: doing. That's what's got us into this problem. Exactly. exactly. Debasing quite.
0: the currency. Doesn't work. No. All right, let's move on now to the Mail on Sunday next. And uh, a story about bathroom freedoms for trans people. This comes up again and it again. It does. It's a real... Especially, especially regular. on this channel. <laughs> Well, because no, is one else is, I know. no one else it's is talking good. about it. That's why. I know. I totally agree with you. It's important that we talk about it. Go going, on. Tell, tell me, John. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it some more. OK. So in the Daily Mail, uh, civil servants are told to let self-identifying trans staff use whichever single-sex toilets they want under official guidance. Uh, so government officials were given a gender identity and intersex HR handbook, which provides advice for those who identify as transgender, non-binary, or intersex, and their managers. Um... The guide written in collaboration with trans rights groups say all individuals have the right to express their identity at work and present in their gender.
0: What are your thoughts on this, Jonathan?
2: Well, I'm a big
0: advocate for self-expressing
2: however you want to express. Um, You know, you should... That's a big part of everything. It's a big part of comedy. It's a big part of just, you know, uh, having an online presence, whatever. Express yourself how you want to. The toilet thing... Again, that doesn't really bother me too much. There's toilets here that... Uh,
1: well, lucky for you, yeah. eh? Lucky that you're not a woman who hasn't been sexually assaulted and maybe doesn't want to be in an intimate space with men. Let me finish.
2: OK, It right. doesn't bother me that much because I don't know very much about it. OK, okay.
0: carry on. OK, Jonathan. Well, yes, before Josh lays into you too hard... They're, they're, no, but you make a point where you're like, you know, exactly. Some women who have been through those sorts of terrible experiences, they, they want those things... Or even places. women who haven't. And women who haven't. Yeah, maybe right. they don't Watch want to clean we off the toilet seats. Maybe, Maybe there's just the practical yeah, fair, to it. Yeah, but absolutely fair but enough. I think the key thing about this story is they're talking about self-identification effectively. In other yeah, words, right. they're saying if someone says they're non-binary, says they're a trans, whatever, and they just say it, uh, then they can have access to whatever spaces they want. Uh, I don't think that's Absolutely.
1: Fair. And also, they're just saying flexible gender... This includes flexible gender identities okay. by people who differ from day to day, which is what the whole, like, Mayor Forcester, her case, was all about... Cause she supposedly said something about a guy who also says he's a woman a couple of days and that person,
0: one there, business the, woman What happens year. if
2: that happens midway through using the toilet? Do you think well, the, well, that's, that's the good. problem did they than a little bit are a <laughs> anyway. people bit
0: identify as little uh, depending what what day it is of the week of the week Well that was what well, yeah so there are
1: people like that little bit of a little the the people who actually the the country, bit right. of watch Yes yeah. Minister. Uh, it yeah. is from 2019 to be fair, and it's been released under this Freedom of Information Act, Yes, uh, and the government has said that you know they're standing behind, which is more recent policy, where they're going uh, that, that, that spaces reserved for women and girls are to be m- maintained, which is in line with the Equality Act. Uh, but they haven't said what they're doing as any counter-guidance to this. This is the official guidance they've already got. Yeah. They haven't said Here's our new guidance. OK, well, but
0: right. here's the problem, is that the civil service is completely ideologically captured. Yeah. Mm. We know this now. There have been multiple reports well, and whistle- this whistleblowers. Right the civil service, the machinery of government, has a very partisan ideological line. That means that we can't vote them out. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether Labour yeah. are in power, Conservatives are in power, we're going to get this... Woke nonsense. Mm. So, so we have to do something about the quangos, the about the civil service, about all of these these supposedly well, non-partisan This is why bodies. they should
1: make a report that goes out to all these people, say, oh, actually, that thing that we said a couple of years ago isn't necessarily true because yes. that's not the policy anymore.
0: Well, look, let's move on. We're going to stick with the mail on Sunday now. This is a, a feminist. Another feminist has been cancelled. Uh, what's the reason this time, Josh?
1: Yes, so she, uh, Julie Bindle, famous, uh, famous, super famous feminist. Feminist, author, author journalist. Uh, she was doing, uh, wanted to give a talk at Nottingham, in a, a library in Nottingham, and they basically found out who it was was giving a talk. Now, I should say, this talk was about, um, didn't really have anything to do with trans rights. It was about the feminist activism to end male violence in Nottingham. So it's not right. even directly about the issues. But when the council found out, and people kicked up a bit of a stink to get her out of this private room, then she said, Well, I'll hold it in the library. She said, No, you cannot come into our library. Um, so what, and then the authority said that, that Ms. Bind- Ms. Bindle's views on transgender rights were at odds with its equality, diversity, and inclusion strategy. It basically meaning that their equality, diversity, and inclusion strategy doesn't include women and stopping violence against them. So quite, there exactly. is even possibility, and people are talking online about doing some sort of crowdfunding to sue Nottingham Council. Well,
0: it's it's, it's quite clear. Uh, I mean, I would suggest, I'm not a lawyer, but a lot of lawyers online are saying that this is unlawful discrimination. Mm. The yeah. maher starter case made it absolutely clear that this is a protected belief, the belief in the immutability of sex mm. and the necessity to recognise biological sex yeah. differences for women's-based rights. That is protected in law. Yeah. And if they're saying you can't come and give this talk, a talk, by the way, on... Uh, ending male violence against women, which is Mm -hmm. something that Judy Bindle has been campaigning on since she was 17. Right. Uh, This feels pretty despicable to me. Josh, uh, Jonathan? Well, one of the things I found really interesting about this is that, uh, so she was saying one of the reasons why this has been
2: cancelled is because misogynistic men's rights activists masquerading as supporters of trans rights have badgered and harassed the venue to the point where they have to feel they have to cancel it. So she's saying it's actually um, misogynistic men who are using the trans right issue to then attack this group, which is a kind of very meta- uh, well, that's what's been going on for the last six, seven years. Do, do, like that. That, do you reckon that's actually what it is? It's like well, there's man, a, a lot if of you look at the
0: a, footage. There's a lot so. of misogyny underpinning a lot of these protests. You can see it. Yeah, you can yeah. see the Literally, venom. You can see the, the anger that's coming
1: out. And one of them even you had you, an erection <laughs> on the, in the photo. No, seriously. The last week, there was a bunch of guys, and one of them was look, there. It was a great day hatred at women. had a good time. Yeah, and they had and zoomed the, in on
0: him. He had an erection. I mean, there is you know, you can see the sort of the types of threats that people like J.K. Rowling. Oh, absolutely. A lot of them are sexual Sure nature just deeply misogynistic so, up you, don't, so you don't think these people that the misogynistic uh, aggressive men you don't think they believe the trans rights and they're thinking that this violence justifies the means no, or no. they are literally well th- i as an, an excuse I, wow. I, I, look we don't I, look i can't say into yeah. someone's sure, head sure. you know i have no idea and i know there's a lot of passionate feelings on both sides of the debate but right. what we can say is a lot of this ex- behavior is completely unacceptable and and it, it keeps happening uh, this is. Uh, I think it's talking about that. Nottingham City Council are well, capitulating to this thing. They have absolutely damned themselves. The, the 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 letter they put out today in
1: response to this, like I said, it, it, and like you said, uh, it is legally protected now to yes. have gender critical beliefs. That is now that is very firmly stated out in law. And they say here that the speaker's view on transgender rights. Um, W- was what... St- yeah. She has those rights. She has a right to be in At- that space. And to be fair to her, she was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this out in the street. And that's what she did. Yeah, that, which mm. is great.
0: And by the way, some of the protesters were overheard uh, talking about how they didn't want Julie Burchill oh, to give a fine. talk. <laughs> Julie Burchill <laughs> is not Julie Bindle. These are different people. Yeah. right? So they didn't even know who it was. No. They didn't know. I mean, they're they- so reactionary. It's, it's so insane. reactionary. It's unbelievable. Anyway, let's uh, move on now to the Sunday Telegraph. And this is pornography and the clergy... That's not two words I like bringing together, <laughs> uh, yeah, to be they, go,
2: they make too good a bedfellows. Um, poor phrasing. So, porn site age verification would stop distorted sexualization of children, say the clergy. Uh, so, porn websites need age verification checks to prevent the distorted sexualization of children, the clergy have said, amid criticism of lack of government. And
0: by, by clergy, you mean the Church of England? The Church, church of England means- is weighing in on the pornography debate yes. and saying, effectively, we need those age verification elements to uh, Absolutely.
2: Kids. So, it's good to hear the Church sort of, um, you know,
0: against the sexualisation of children. They've done a lot of, of personal research on uh, yeah, this. Let's of- not cast aspersions on the show. <laughs> But, Allegedly. But, but is it going to work? I mean, ultimately, the problem is kids are very tech savvy. Uh, uh, they're, they're all accessing pornography and they'll find a way around it. No parents can stop their kids from doing it. You can't. Like, it's impossible. Like,
1: well, if they're determined, but certainly you could help block the younger kids because there are reports oh, yeah. going out, the BBC uh, Panorama report, showed that half of 11 to 13-year-olds have seen pornography. I imagine a lot yes. of that came down from certain people not deleting their internet history um, right,
0: found uh, speaking yeah, from sort of, sort of auto complete on Google. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I you know, this is why I'm grateful not to be a parent because I just think this sort of stuff terrifies me. When I was a teacher, we had a, a speaker come in and, and sort of address the fact, and he addressed the kids uh, on the assumption that they had all watched porn, and and right. you know, and he was right. They had, you know, and that's it's terrible. Yeah. Terrifying. It's, it's, and but the thing was this a law requiring age verification
1: for access to commercial product was meant to come in to was years ago, wasn't from it? From 2018. It yeah. Never right. did. Yeah. And even now they're putting this the new online safety bill and all that stuff. But all they could say here is that one of the ways they could control it, it could be via age verification. That's what the clergy so say. Them- Let's actually make it age verification. Don't say
0: could be. I'm just just sceptical it's going to make any difference. I think you've got to to change the attitude. You've got to change the culture, but I I don't know. I've said this before on the show, bring back porn mags. That's Josh Howey's solution, everyone. Uh, We're going to leave that there. And coming up after the break, we have disgruntled Google users, magic mushrooms, and why men have no friends. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Headliners. I'm Andrew Doyle, and still with me on this romp through the headlines is Jonathan Cogan and Josh Howey, all set to crack on now with The Observer. And we've got a story about cocaine, class and culture.
1: Josh. Yes. So, first of all, I should say I don't... I've never taken cocaine because I'm annoying enough.
0: I I, I believe you. Thank you. (laughs) Many wouldn't.
1: Yes. uh, This article is even more annoying than me. Uh, It (laughs) goes on forever... It says, like, it just covers the whole of humanity. It's written by someone
2: who's clearly done a lot of cocaine. This, this, this
1: person, talking. yeah, this person is like they took a lot of cocaine and then just spoke into a microphone, and then it was. Do they all, have a central thesis? The central all? sort of thesis is they they went into a town, they went to Aberdeen, they went yes. there to write a book or something, and ended up working a chicken shop and doing loads of coke. So I guess the central <laughs> the thesis dream. would be that it's. Cocaine is now not just like for posh people or middle class. You know, it's right. across society and she has seen it with her own eyes. But she brings in like a missing boy from the 80s. She brings in oil rigs. Is this person selling a book or what? Well, like, I think they had a book in the past. But she, the way there is, she's written twenty-five pages.
2: She said she wanted to write a yeah, book, she, and couldn't write one, and so she's written a. Minute she also
1: something. talks about how because she was standing on her feet for eight hours, they had to, <laughs> they had to take
2: uh, to okay. smoke weed.
1: Well, look, I get they it. Had to because I, their legs were hurting. I've worked in a bar for years. Like, yes, you get back, your legs are killing you. That doesn't mean you're smoking weed. So is not so mean you don't have to is this piece it, okay.
0: sort of acting uh, in favour of drug use? Because that's not very good. No, I think it's just saying it's ubiquitous, basically. It's ubiquitous. Well, it's ubiquitous. It's Guardian readers. You know, these are yeah, yeah, middle-class exactly. readers. Degenerate. are generous. Yes. But yeah. now they're like, ooh, poor people taking as well. Really? Oh, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on now. Uh, this is a story from The Times. Some people fed up with Google, Jonathan. Disgruntled Googlers search nice
2: for, for an alternative. So... Basically people ask, ask Jeeves ask what happened Jeeves to that yeah. coming back. Yahoo? Yeah. Come on. DuckDuckGo is the new one. That's one people that are right? recommending, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, so the people are saying that basically Google has jumped the shark. It's no longer what it once was in terms of a search engine. So uh, frustrated by unhelpful results and mountains of adverts, analysts believe that people are changing how they use the world's most popular search engine in an effort to access information that comes from real people and trustworthy sources. So, a lot of people are feeling that Google, you search something nowadays, and it just comes up with ads or very curated results, which don't necessarily get to the point of what you're searching for. A lot of people are now searching a question and then adding Reddit in to get a um, to get an entry from an actual person online, rather than just some uh, automated website or yeah, I mean. I still kind of use Google for everything
0: a hundred times Well, I mean, it's it's so natural, because yeah. to Google has Google become it, a that, verb yeah. that we all use. But it's also very ideologically driven. And, and when it you is. search for certain things, yeah. they will prioritise. They will manipulate the search engine. Andrew yeah. Doyle. But Andrew Doyle, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Some terrible Some things crazy come up. Things. All of my None bad of All of my bad reviews come up first. <laughs> Don't tell me that's not someone in Silicon Valley no, who's out no. to get me. Got Zuckerberg. Got
1: Zuckerberg. Got yeah. 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 But I didn't know that there are a lot of clickbait sites now. I said it so. Websites are deliberately created to draw with the search words and stuff, and then they don't actually have much information on it. They just have adverts. So there is a problem there, but Google is saying they do like 5,000 new things a year and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of clever blokes and women Mm. and um, and they, thems and whatever. I'm sure they'll get on top of it. I think we just
0: have to destroy the internet, start again. I think yes. it's caused so many problems. Back to BHS. Back, back to, to books. Back to libraries. Back
2: to scrolls. Tamagotchi. Sp- yeah. Scrolls. Oh, scrolls. Yeah. Let's do
0: it. Yeah. I'm all for it. OK, now, this Sunday... And we're not reactionary <laughs> at all. Very progressive. Now, the Sunday Mail and another story about consequences of lockdown. Yeah, Josh. this
1: is pretty hardcore for the Mail. I'm sort of surprised that they've written this because it's okay. pretty damning on the lockdown. And That's not
0: that surprising. What, do you think? think
1: the Mail has been... Sort of, act, I thought mail was like all along with the narrative. This is uh, the mail
0: on Sunday, which is oh, it's, yes, uh, which is it's different. slightly different. Um, it's a bit of a
1: sad story as well. Basically, children are now going into their first year. People who are children who are born or uh, born soon after are now going into the first year of school, being totally unprepared. Some of them in nappies, terrible vocabularies, mm. uh, and it's it's a very sad story. And some of the examples. Uh, uh, Just horrible people alone and and with like single parent families uh, and there's like abandonment issues because and they didn't know that they had an issue and it's what then halfway through the article teachers start blaming the the teachers I spoke to are clear where the blame lies poor parenting during lockdown I'm like whoa hey teachers who wanted to stay off longer because they were afraid, whereas everybody else got back to their jobs. Yeah, Tesco, I thought you might have something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it, it, I, I was getting angrier and angrier
2: through this article. <laughs> I heard you in the office, you're stamping off your her. I was just minutes. getting
1: really upset about it, because also this, this and this woman, this mum talks about something exactly the same happened to me. We live in a flat, but she's one kid, or two kids. She got down the stairs, went out to the park on the one sunny day and, got, and sat on a bench breastfeeding her kid And the police asked her to move on. Now, people might say, oh, this is not true. That happened to me. We got off, we live in a flat, we don't have a garden went out to the park with the kids and police came over and like, how long have you done? Oh, okay, well, you've got 15 more minutes and you've got to move on. Draconian. I've yeah, got yeah. five kids here, mate. They need to be outside. A lot, of,
0: a lot of people did not understand the pressures on parents, I don't think, during this whole process. It was
1: great. And then I just see photos on online of people going, oh, I can't believe I went to the park and people were there. And I'm like, you've got, a, I know My you, fishes. you've got a garden. You've got a massive yeah. garden. What
0: are you doing out? Do you have a garden? You were okay, Jonathan, weren't you? I was okay. We went to Oxford for a bit. Um, to your second home, uh, to
2: my girlfriend's parents' second
0: home. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm girlfriend's not, parents' I'm second home. I'm a working home. man. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, that, that was, and that's super nice, but I broke all the laws because I didn't believe in them. Oh uh, blimey, yeah. Ooh, all of them, all of them. Welcome. That's on record. There yeah, you are.
1: Well, if, unfortunately, I did go along with it for,
2: for uh, longer
1: yeah. than I should have. It's but, a hoax. But you know what? Allegedly. Of course, this is going to. This is having a massive impact, and mostly on. Poor families. Of yes. That, yeah. Of course, because they are, can't afford the tutors to do catch-up and stuff like that. They had parents who were working through, and the discrepancy that you're going to see over the next 10, 15, 20 years, the impact is going to last that, a long
0: time. That's what... I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. We don't know what the implications yeah. of this generation are. Sure. They're absolutely...
1: It's, and, I, it's, and I feel blessed because we you know, that we have a four-year-old, he's about to start his
0: first year of school. So that's but, good timing. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but he had older siblings. Yeah. No, so the ter- timing was terrible. If it was just him... And also they're talking about people with masks, like babies not being able to respond to people, oh. like to have people coming and visit and stuff. So, but because he has older siblings, he's like totally fine. He's yeah, going yeah. like to be running the country. He was still know? interacting with kids. Yeah. But the
0: ones who were coming up to GCSE... I mean, that point, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's pretty disastrous. Anyway, we've got to move on now. Uh, this is a story in The Observer, and uh, shopping can be a nightmare for some, but not because of rising prices, Jonathan. No,
2: there's another excuse this time. Shopping is a nightmare. How ADHD affects people's spending habits. So research has shown that the effects um, of ADHD... Uh, can have quite significant, uh, sorry, the, the effects that ADHD can have on a person's finances. So um, this research has been done, uh, and it's been done by Monzo, the digital bank, and it's also been conducted by YouGov, and it found that living with ADHD, um, you are four times more likely to frequently impulse spend than those people who do not have the condition. <laughs> Right. I think I've got ADHD. I've self-diagnosed, which is, I think, how most people find out they have H- ADHD. I think you can do that now. Uh, yeah. I Did think... you Google it for your symptoms? Uh, I didn't even bother. I just assumed I had it. It sounds like a funny thing today. Fair enough. If you've got ADHD, yeah.
1: you should bank with Monzo. Monzo. And this is a wonderful advert mm. for Monzo that really they've just is. cut and pasted and put into an article. How uh. many times are you going to mention Monzo there, Guardian? Do you think that's that what they're doing? Oh, I my... Mean... G- it is, un- it is <laughs> unbelievable. I never realised it was something I needed. With Monzo,
0: everything is colourful and filthy. Like- I mean, this written <laughs> no, in there, in sure
1: the that. article. In the,
0: this isn't just inserted from somewhere. It's in the article. It's that- in the article. Oh like, Amazing. Just
1: straight from the thing. Also, by the way, Guardian, whilst we're at it, they talk here about how one in four prisoners have... Uh, have uh, ADHD, and then they go. This is how they prove that like ADHD is massive. On TikTok, videos tagged ADHD have been viewed more than twelve billion times. TikTok creates ADHD. That
0: proves proves anything. Okay, we've got to move on now. Sticking with the Observer, here's a rather trippy story about mushrooms. Yes, so
1: this is it. Magic mushrooms. Are they Jewish? Uh, We are both of the of the tribe. Um, and uh, oh, the magic mushroom consuming crime yeah, tribe. yeah the, uh, oh yeah and uh, <laughs> a rabbi although we say he's a rabbi but he was ordained online in a of course it takes seven years to become can a rabbi can you do
0: that like can you just ordain well, you could, someone well, like, you, can, you can do anything you want rabbi, but he ain't yeah. a
1: proper rabbi but essentially <laughs> he got busted in America with a bunch of and it turns out even like his congregation such as it is is just a bunch of people who want to Take
0: mushrooms. So wait, wait—is he saying he suggesting that the mushrooms are part of his culture? That's what and he's saying. They, that's oh. why
1: he's going to try and get off because he could get 15 years in prison. But in America oh. now, because of freedom of religion, mm-hmm. there is an argument that's been done before where if if it's part of your religion, you can get off.
0: But of can you just like invent a new religion and say part of my religion is I have to take coke every third day?
2: Absolutely. Just get a couple of followers. I mean, that's Foxton's religion. No, so um a, <laughs> No, but so psychedelics are actually a massive part of all organized religions. So that's how they originated. Oh, Is that right? <laughs> again, yeah, no, they they did. They all originated from, like, mushroom cults. Christianity came from mushroom cult. Like, this is actually true. Like, this sounds completely... No, no, this no, sounds really, like you're on mushrooms right most, now, Jonathan. Uh, well, you know, like a microdose, but, like, it's the most fascinating thing ever. Look into the history of psychedelics and organised religion. It's absolutely... It's so interesting. You, right. Like,
0: look look it up. Well, like none of us are theologians, so I don't think we should... Uh, uh, we well, should, I read we read but that. I did,
1: as you know, trained yeah. to be a rabbi... And it's just not true. It's only actually only mentions wine and stuff. Why are you no, saying no. this now? That means no, this, you can't no, 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 take no, no, no. mushrooms on well, no, no, the day. I don't, but you know what? One of the rabbis, one of the trainee rabbis I was studying with, we went up. We went to uh, you know the down there to Egypt for a weekend. And when we came back, he had all this like hash on him. Uh, because he was like a big follower in of that, that yeah and uh, like the, and he well, you know made, the burning bush right He ate all, yeah, yeah. well the burning bush they're saying could have been the occasion like a tree full
0: of
2: DMT yeah
1: that's so, wait I that's that's suggest
0: the burning bush God appearing Not. to Moses yeah it's psychedelic it's right. a psychedelic all hallucination that's what, that's what right. these visions could have been
2: that's what they all are That's but that's literally like it sounds crazy but you have like it's the most interesting anyway, thing in the world that right. is,
1: they, to end the story he ate it all <laughs> before coming back through and then he vomited and was sick and nearly got God well I'm going
0: to put a stop to this blasphemy that we're having now that was a Miracle. The burning bush. It wasn't a hallucination. Goodness me. Anyway, let's move on. This is the Sunday Sun. And uh, have you ever lost something? Mark Zuckerberg might have it in his metaverse. Jonathan, tell me about this. But I tell you what, I'm sceptical about the metaverse. But we'll come to that.
2: Well, Well, more Jews now. So Mark Zuckerberg says metaverse could replace some of your belongings, including TV. So Mark Z thinks that the metaverse means we could eventually do away with some physical goods. You will own nothing
0: and you will be happy. No, you will own nothing and you will be nothing. No, that's not true. He says you'll own a chair. chair. You'll have the chair to sit on. Why do we keep going down this road where we have to live in an imaginary world? You know, I thought we did did away with this with virtual reality, those stupid helmets. Well, that's what it would be. So
2: you'd you'd be in virtual reality and you'd have your simulated TV. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually think some of these
0: ideas are pretty cool, but Do I want Facebook in charge of No, look, i tell you what. Read, there's a short story by Ian Forster called The Machine Stops, and it's said in a dystopian future where everyone's sitting in their own little chamber and all they've got are screens, Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, all they have. And it's horrible, and I don't want to live in that story. No, no, it sounds terrible. But what if it gave you such high levels of pleasure all the time that it was better than reality? No? Not having it. No? Fair enough. No, let's move on. (laughs) The Mail on Sunday next, and a relatable story for us all, Josh.
1: Yeah. Uh, why do so many men have so few friends? Yeah. Uh, Max Dickens asked after he couldn't find anyone to be his best man, which is also the plot oh. of a very f- funny movie called I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. And uh, you have friends, don't you, Josh? Well, less and less. <laughs> You're <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, my best friend now. So. <laughs> oh, blind me. That is yeah, serious. It's getting, it's, it's getting bad. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very interesting long article which doesn't provide any
0: solutions as to Again, why that's why it doesn't have any friends. I suspect no article. this article is another is a book advert, isn't it? Like he's, it written, is he's, a bo- re- he's su- written a surprise, book.
1: Surprise, yes, it is a book advert. Ah. And then at the end of the story, he's like, oh, and in the end, I got my best girlfriend's to be my best man.
0: Oh, oh what a loser! Sim, come on, you. Yeah. <laughs> Not on. Jonathan, yeah. what do you think? Have you got... Have, I, I, do you think maybe, men struggle to find close friendships? Are we just I don't uh, think scared so. of intimacy? Um, well,
2: one of the kind of bad things about being a guy is that you can't really express your feelings to your male friends, but also no, one of the... That's true, isn't well, that well, true? Well, one no. of the good things about being a guy is that your male friends can't express their feelings to you, so it kind of all evens out. But I, I think I think people have friends. Maybe as you get a bit older and you sort of settle down with the family, the, the circle diminishes a yeah, bit. Yeah, well,
1: then it becomes... I've got a lot of dads who we're mates with. We go out about once a month, have right. a pint...
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Long, yeah. I mean I don't buy have, the, I think it's a stereotype. You got to have got to have, have
1: guy
2: yeah.
0: exactly.
1: And we and we talk very get into very deep stuff. Yeah, Very
0: deep. Romances. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that's me different. Anyway, Sunday's <laughs> Metro now. And Planet of the Apes doesn't look too different from this next story. This is point. how Planet of the Apes started. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty shook by this. So knife-wielding monkey
2: running riot and terrorizing Town. So, uh, which town is this? Uh, this is a town in Brazil. Um, I don't know if I know the actual town, but it's a Brazilian town, and it seems like quite. Corrente.
0: Ah, yeah. Corrente. You read the whole article, eh? Josh is very <laughs> proud of his accents. That's why. Corrente. Very nice. Corrente. And what did this knife wielding monkey do? Well, so he he picked up a hunting
2: knife and has just been sort of running around. Where? Uh, exactly. Where, which yeah. town was it? No. Uh,
1: no, but where did he get Corrente? But, no, but, I mean, where did he find a hunting knife just yeah. Uh, I think just
2: around, maybe someone was, like, yeah, chopping a... Hey, that's Brazil coconut for ...coconut or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one resident captured a video of the monkey seemingly sharpening the knife oh against my. a brick wall. What? That's terrible. Wait,
0: so it's developed the capacity to sharpen tools. Maybe it's seen a human do it. Maybe it's just realised this it it might be run. one of your films. So it's not just because I've been frightened about AI developments this yeah. week. Now I, sh- I-, I should have been looking at the monkeys. Yeah. Not the computers
2: take your eye off the monkeys with a knife no it, it's it's very terrifying i mean so far the monkey has killed two police officers and one banana vendor
0: what? harrowing stuff But so he said the monkey's actually killed no hasn't. it hasn't killed no it's making up the news <laughs> oh don't that's <laughs> fake news let's not do that anyway listen that's a, that's a enough time enough enough of this for one night uh do join us again tomorrow for headliners at 11 o'clock uh where we'll be going through tomorrow's papers see you then farewell Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.